Welcome to the I Love Basketball podcast, a podcast on the Silver Screen and Roll Network. I'm your host today, Raj Chipalu, and uh, Sabrina's out. I have, I think, our resident Lakers insider. I think I would call it resident Lakers insider. Oh, insi- all <laughs> right. I think that's how I would call it. Uh, yeah, I got called it. I got to call the crypto janitor today on uh, Twitter, so that feels pretty good. I like, I like, I like what you're calling me better. Yeah, resident Lakers insider. Uh, I would say friend of the show. Been on the show a lot. Um, and then a uh, friend, obviously, outside. Aaron Larsell. How are you, man? How are you, Aaron? Better than I deserve. I'm happy to be uh, <laughs> chopping up some hoops with you, talking Laker basketball. Let's yes. get it. Yes. Uh, so today, obviously, I was going to plan a show actually around, you know, some of our end of the bench guys and try to get into it. But, you know, scrap all that. LeBron James. Um on my birthday, actually, LeBron James gave me a great gift. That's he, right. Uh, Today is no. You know what? We're not even talking. We're not talking anymore. Lakers. We're we're just gonna use the next however long to wish you happy birthday. Nah, there's no no need for that. But uh, yeah, I appreciate LeBron. You know, waiting till today. I'm sure that's the reason why he was waiting till uh, it was my birthday to uh, put pen on. I don't know. Is when when woes or shams get the you know signal? Does that mean pen went on paper or I'm not sure how this works? You know, uh, sometimes the 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 wording of these things uh-huh. is funny. Like with um, uh, when Woj tweeted out about the the offer sheet um, mm-hmm. for uh, DeAndre Ayton in Indiana, okay. the wording made it seem like it was done already, and then everybody was kind of backpedaling, like it hadn't it was going to happen, but hadn't actually been signed because mm-hmm. that triggered all the you know, him not being able to be signed and traded and all of that kind of thing. So uh, that's a good question. You know what? I'm going to find, I'm going to find out because that's a good question. Um, but yeah, it's, it is a good day. And if pen to paper has not happened yet, it will be shortly. Yeah. So LeBron has signed or will sign or, you know, has signed a long time ago. However, the timetable works. He signed an extension. Uh, he signed for the next uh, two years and he has a player option. Right. So and it puts away all the Cleveland Cavalier talk, all the whole. Oh, go ahead. So, yeah, I just sent a text real quick. And um, and you can also you can also find this um, the article that that Woj wrote. It's that mm-hmm. uh, he's agreed, which is also what my sources have, have confirmed. He's he has agreed, but uh, he has not signed yet, technically. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure the uh, passcode on uh, your phone needs to be the uh, like nuclear codes. We need to we need to <laughs> lock that it. away. Make sure, uh, stop it. <laughs> make sure stop no one it. gets in. But anyway, stop LeBron it. LeBron puts away the Cleveland talk, puts away the whole the holding leverage over the organization, all that stuff. Aaron, when he signed, what was your first thought? I know it wasn't like a surprise to you. Or it was most not. People, but I think most people thought he would. But it, does this change anything? I guess because I feel like this is a it's been a long summer. It's been a bunch of days worth nothing Mm -hmm. really happening a lot of news a lot of sourcing but it's good to actually have something significant actually happen LeBron actually signs I know uh, it was all theoretical at one point but he did sign out does that mean anything and does that change anything I guess uh going forward here well I mean kind of um okay because it feels I think it feels like Anthony I've talked about this a bunch on the hook and even on Mm -hmm. on our spaces which we usually do on Tuesday but we're going to do uh on Thursday Mm -hmm. uh tomorrow as we record this the we we talk a lot about deadlines and kind of right. deadlines create action and so the fact that this kind of just happened seemingly randomly mm-hmm. um i 
I told Anthony this uh, literally on the fourth. I just listened back to the to the clip that uh-huh. I told I said on the show that he's going to sign. He's going to be back. No one thinks he's not going to be back. He's mm-hmm. been talking to the Lakers. Mo- my opinion is most likely is going to be a one plus one to align himself with Bronny. Um, yeah. And that the Lakers knew what was happening the, the whole time. So this doesn't come as a surprise, a shock to the Lakers. Sure. Um, I th- suspected it would happen. You know, Anthony's position was he wasn't signing because he didn't like the direction of the organization and he wanted to sure. apply a little pressure. That was never the case. Mm-hmm. I figured it would happen before training camp just be- to remove the possible questions that everybody was going to have to answer just to take like one possible distraction piece away. The fact that, and I said, the only reason it made sense for him to do anything, the only reason it mattered was because the organization wasn't worried about it was that to take, to take some of that anxiety away from the fans. And like, I don't think that's LeBron's concern. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do understand the fact that it, this feels like other than the fact that it's your birthday, it feels like a very (laughs) random date. For him to agree. no, it's still a random date. Don't right. Worry. Other than other than the schedule, which people knew already a week right. ago, right? This was not the first time LeBron was seeing a schedule that mm-hmm. was released today. So, does that indicate that LeBron knows something that we don't know about some maybe roster shakeup? Maybe not necessarily, but maybe. <laughs> um, Hennessy is, is pretty delicious. Um, so I think that part of it is interesting. That's going to get like some tinfoil hat conspiracy stuff going. Oh, this is why I don't even know what today is the 17th. This is why it, it is the 17th, 17th. Mm-hmm. as opposed to the fourth, as opposed to the sixth, as opposed to the right 28, like none of that really matters. So I do understand the conspiracy theories, but internally the Lakers knew that he was going to sign anyway. So I don't think it changes anything from that perspective. For sure. And I guess it lines his contract up with Anthony Davis as well, right? I believe yep. Anthony Davis is uh, free agent at, at that same time. LeBron Correct. obviously with a player option. Um, I think they both, pa- I believe they both have options. Both have a player option, yeah. right? Uh huh. And then uh, LeBron will now, I think, spend, if he plays this out, I think pick up who tweeted out, he'll spend uh, more time here than he did his first time in Cleveland. Uh, I think it's the same. Oh, I think it's the same, the same amount of time. I think is, is it the said. same? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, he'll Let pass me look, his, but yeah. He'll, pa- he'll pass his second time, his second stint in Cleveland, right? At least, I believe, uh, by the time this contract ends. But you talked uh, yes, about that's I, correct. Well, I think, you know, you talked about that's the elephant, you know, in the room or non elephant in the room is that like, what, what does this mean for trades, right? Does this mean that, uh, the Lakers are more comfortable going into the season now with the roster that they have um, playing it out with Russell Westbrook, you know, maybe on the team, maybe, you know, in camp or not. And the, like, obviously the Lakers knew that he would sign, but I think, you know, other teams probably would have used this against them or try to use this as leverage, you know, say whatever you're safe yeah. to say about this stuff. But like, does that change anything in, in that scope? Like can the Lakers now go into negotiations and say, look, we have LeBron James, you know, signed for x amount of years now like do we have lebron james in uh in the fold we don't have to make you know radical decisions we don't have to give up a bunch of future you know first round draft pick equity or does that make them even more aggressive like i'm wondering where's the line here because i think that's an important part it's great lebron signed but he signed to win right like he signed to win now that's well part of it that yes that's part of it but the Mm -hmm. other part of it is the lakers can and are frankly using this as a a negotiation point because Mm -hmm. you mentioned it that this does take a negative recruiting tactic away from other teams it does take leverage away from other teams and and there's a way you can look at this to say that the lakers 
are or should be even more desperate. That is mm-hmm. that that there that is a reasonable conclu- reasonable conclusion. But another sure. reasonable conclusion is the Lakers can now demonstrate to other teams they're less desperate because even maybe with all of the noise about the roster not being what LeBron wants, he still decided to come back, which right. indicates a level of happiness with the organization, with the city, with the situation, a level of contentedness with all of it, with management, with ownership that could have been used as a negative tactic against the Lakers in negotiations. So I think there's an argument to be made for both. Like maybe this makes the Lakers even more desperate slash more comfortable. I mean, it's, it's strange to like combine comfortable comfortability and comfortability Mm. and desperation, but like desperate to win um, and then more comfortable, including everything. Yeah. Because we got LeBron at least for a couple more years. But it could also be the complete opposite. Like he is showing, he is showing a commitment here. So we don't have to do that. Maybe we don't have to include everything, take it or leave right. it, because LeBron ain't going nowhere. No, for sure. Yeah, and LeBron is signed, so now you know they're safe with that. They don't have to, you know, fight that in negotiations. And I still think there's a timetable here, though, right? You talked about how um, deadlines create action. Yes. Am I wrong? And I feel like training camp is a deadline. Like I feel like that is a deadline. I, I don't want to start, uh, well, I guess I'm just saying, I don't think it'd be great to start camp with one team and then end camp with another, right? I think that's tough, especially on a first time, you know, head coach in uh-huh. Los Angeles as well. I would like him to have a full training camp with someone of the main roster. Obviously the roster ships through trade deadline and stuff like that. You add marginal pieces, but you know, a rush trade is a huge pivotal part of this team. They would change the makeup of the team, I believe in a pretty strong, in a, in a pretty strong way. Do you think like tra- do you think the uh, training camp is a deadline that they're looking at? Obviously the extension is done, that's great. Now you move on to okay, now how can we make the team, you know, uh being able to contend with all the other people in the west. They the schedule came out today. I count yeah. like three wins that you can really like pencil in. I guess they play Utah twice and I believe Cleveland. You're talking about in the first 10, right? Yeah, first 10, yeah. yeah. It's a it's a tough gauntlet actually. It is it, it is a tough early schedule, and that is another reason why whatever your team is going to be, you want to have your team established yeah. as early as possible for Coach Ham to try to get some sort of continuity. Um, especially because the beginning the beginning of it the beginning of the season is rough, right? Like if you said who are who are the two fam- in my opinion the two favorites in the West are the Warriors and the Clippers. Okay, well mm-hmm. here you go, opening uh, to yeah. start the year. Um, so yes, no, I agree with you that, that training camp is a deadline. I also Mm -hmm. think it is fair to say that the mini camp that LeBron is going to host or hold in San Diego is also sort of a soft deadline too. Uh, They're both soft. They're both soft deadlines, but you know, to avoid awkwardness, to avoid questions, if something is going to happen, yeah, you would like it to happen before those things. But I think that the Lakers have shown, and even now LeBron has shown by agreeing to the extension, that the Lakers are not going to be forced into anything. So if Mm -hmm. there's a deal there to improve the team, yes, you do it, of course. But Mm -hmm. I think there is a level of comfort that you are not going to be bullied into a bad deal. (laughs) You're not going to be for your hand is not going to be forced into a bad deal. Yeah, that's fair. I I just think, you know, there's a there's a line there that you have to cross, right? There's, you can't be over comfortable with the roster. And then also you can't give up everything. And this obviously gives you some time with that, but I still think, you know, this, this roster is rough when you compare no, the roster. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> trying to sugarcoat it. The roster is not good enough. Period. Right. Period. Mm-hmm. 
the roster wasn't good enough at the trade deadline last year. That wasn't yeah. anything that anybody didn't know either, but mm -hmm. there still has to be a risk versus reward threshold. Sure. Um, and it wasn't met last year and it hasn't been met yet this off season. Has that, I do think that the risk versus reward calculation does shift somewhat, you know, with LeBron yeah. agreeing, but not that much because as I said, two weeks ago, nobody thought LeBron was leaving anyway. Right. I mean, again, just, it's crazy when you say it out loud though, LeBron's going into year 39 and then year four. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Not year 39. Age, age, age 39. Yes. Age, th wow, age 38 and then, be... age 38 and then 39. He'll be 38 this year, 39 next year and seasons yes. 20 and 21. Yes. And that's absurd. And he's still going to be Correct. the, the main playmaker, the main driver of the car. They talked about running the offense through Anthony Davis some more. I mean, I'm sure that'll help, but you know, LeBron's still going to be the one running, you know, most of the action. Yeah. Like so here's the other thing. And I mentioned this to Anthony on the hook. I don't believe that. I think that that is a motivation tactic for, Hey, AD, we need this version of you. We need this capability from you, but I don't yeah. actually believe that the offense is going to run through him. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. Well, to me, like, there's other ways to run. Like, so before LeBron extension, I actually wanted to get into AD with you because uh, they they put out the Defensive Player of the Year award um, where you can bet on it, right? And they put, yeah, put the out futures, the, uh, the yeah, odds, uh -huh. the futures, uh -huh. yes, the odds. And yeah. I'm not a gambler, but I just like to look at it. And uh, Anthony Davis is was plus twenty two hundred for Defensive Player of the Year. I think he was like the eleventh or twelfth person. And mm -hmm. I think that's disrespectful for a guy. Well, not obviously they understand they did the numbers, but like for a guy of his talent, he should be up there in defensive player of the year award numbers and stuff like that. And well, I, I, but I think that answers the question. I think you answered your own question. And it is the question about AD. It is not a question of his talent. It is sure. a question of his availability. And some of right. that is going to be baked in, right? To win mm -hmm. any of those awards. Like look at Draymond last year. Draymond Green was the best defensive player in the world last year. Right. He just didn't play enough. If he had played sure. enough, he would have won it. I think Anthony Davis, if he plays whatever a requisite number of games is to win any of those kind of awards, yeah. he's going to be right there because Anthony Davis is one of the two or three or four best defensive players on planet Earth. Absolutely. And the, maybe the second most versatile, right? He like him and Draymond and Giannis and Bede's really good, but not as versatile. So I think it is a a bet on to 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 uh make a pun here i think it is a bet that the odds makers think that ad there's a likelihood he may not play enough time and frankly he hasn't the last couple sure. years but yeah. i i agree with you if he plays you know whatever the, uh, the baseline is 65 67 70 games i would have uh, like it, it does not take any sort of stretch of the imagination to say sure. anthony davis wins defensive player of the year absolutely not yeah, and I honestly think he should have won it in 2019. But, I mean, that's 2019, 2020. That's another um, discussion. And the LeBron extension is a bet on AD, too, right? It's a bet on him. Whatever trade that goes down, it's a bet on AD being the number two, being there um, as his co-star. And, yeah, he need to me, if this is the team, obviously, I don't think this will be. But AD needs to be in those conversations. Like, there's no, you know, there's no uh, going around that. Like, he needs to be in defensive player of the year conversations. To me, for this current iteration of the roster, to have a chance uh would you agree with that like i think he needs to be yes uh, he needs to be top five level and i was yes. talking to this with sabrina that's to get in like the playing playoff level with this roster like, so I, I think you have a, you have a decent if 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 lebron and ad you know let's say they both combine to play somewhere they each play somewhere between 70 and 75 games somewhere in there mm -hmm. and you know 60 of them 
are together. I think sure. the Lakers, even with this current roster, are better than the play-in group. Yeah. But everybody says like, okay, well, what happens if AD gets hurt? Or what happens if LeBron gets hurt? Or what happens if AD isn't to the level of play that you're describing? Well, there's an answer to that. None of this matters. You lose. That's what happens. You lose. So yes, AD does need to do that. And so does LeBron. And is it a fair ask of LeBron in year 20? It is not. No way. It is not. It just isn't, right? LeBron has to be a terror on defense basically at all times. Can he, is it fair to ask him to do that while also carrying the burden he's going to carry on offense? No, it isn't. You know what the alternative is? You lose. That's how the roster is right now. You lose. 100%. 100%. And then uh, you talked about the, uh, you don't believe that, you know, the offense will be ran through AD. And I know this is kind of going long on AD, but I, th- I think there's other ways to like run your offense through AD than just straight post-ups, right? And, and Ham has talked about a four-out one, uh, one-in system. You can have him be like the main screen and roll guy. You can have him, you know, be the one that catches in the short roll and attack that way. Like you can have him be in a situation that's not, because it felt like a lot of times, Aaron, I mean, you were at every game it's mostly just a clear side, right? Or they start every game with the same play. It's like and a little mid post or they, yeah, try the to, they were trying cross. to get a lob to, yes. to they're trying to get to lob, then, or whoever. Yeah. Or right. AD, it becomes yeah. a little, a little cross screen, right. And he gets a post up with 50 yes. people on and gets him a mid post. And the high, the, the weakest part of his game is his passing and decision-making. And, yes, and because and, of where he's been catching the ball, it is incredibly easy to double him there. It's yes. I agree. Yeah, and he's taking, and, and he's taking Kevin Durant mid-range pull-up jump shots you know what I mean? like so it's like i think there's ways to to feature him without it just being a pure lebron's like hey ad here's the ball on the left side of the floor go to work right like there's ways that you can uh, lebron's still gonna have a hell of a yes. load on him you know but i mean I, i'm just saying yes that's is the, yes is the answer to that i mean mm-hmm. when he has been lighter um he his handle has been effective enough you can even run him as the ball handler in some pick and right. roll you can obviously has, have him as the screener in the pick and roll. Uh, his pick and pop game other outside of the bubble hasn't been good enough to threaten anybody. Um, obviously, yeah. he's he's an incredible roller. He's an incredible lob catcher. So, yes, I, I think there is a way to have him be heavily involved in the offense without it being specifically, you need this many post touches. Yeah. We need to run split cuts off of you this many times. You need to be the roller this time. Exactly. Many times you need to be initiator. So, yes. And he's a damn good player. But I think that this also goes back to a question of if Russ is on the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, because if not, or if he is, if Russ is still on the roster, I suspect he's going to start. And yeah, frankly, there just isn't enough space again. Um, right. And unless somebody is going to space competently, whether that's AD or whether that's Thomas Bryant, it looks like yeah. Thomas Bryant or uh, Damian <laughs> Jones is going to start. Like you just run out of, you just, <laughs> you just run out of room. And so I don't, I, then you just pack the paint and I don't know how you are able to have AD initiate anything. If mm-hmm. you have more spacing around, then I think that's a different question, but as it stands now, like there's going to be a lot of defenders in the paint. And so unless one of the big guys uh, becomes a competent three-point shooter or a threat as a three-point shooter, I don't see how it works uh, with AD facilitating basically at all. Because then where does Russ, where, where is Russ going to, what is Russ going to do? Right. Well, and then I, where is like, where, where is Damian Jones going to stand? Well, to me, like the jumper just has to be there. like the, the gap you go from 
like you can't be a top five player with no jump shot at all, right? Like, I mean, Giannis does it to an extent. I think there are similarities between the two, but Giannis at least has somewhat of like, a, and he's also just an insane driver and all that. But I think you have to have some respectful amount of a jump shot. Eight, there's a difference between like a 32 and what AD shot last year, which is 18% from three. And also yes. his, his attempts were way down. So I, like, he just has to be able to shoot. Um, last thing, I guess, like on the LeBron extension, I, I looked, I looked a couple weeks ago or last week, whenever it was, losing track of time in this offseason but uh <laughs> today was a good day to record we actually got some news and extension i know, and I, know right. I know i was happy a nice wednesday uh, news drop but yeah. uh, i was looking at the games played uh together between lebron and ad it's lower than i thought the last it's not a lot years, actually yeah, it's not a lot the last year i think most people know the number by now it's 22 right this that's lebron ad and russ but you can even if you remove russ from that equation still on the roster but remove russ from that equation it's 22 games right and how and, many and how many of those how many of those were without deandre jordan starting at center is another question i think that uh, brings it down to like 13 or something yes it, it's not a lot um and then aaron if you had to guess the year before how many games played do you think those two uh lebron and ad the year before oh. where we actually started 21 and six yeah, by the way yeah, we were yeah, really yeah, good. yeah yeah and then everybody got hurt um and then ad was hurt late again and then came back for the phoenix series and just his body failed him um and lebron was beat up too i don't know 36 maybe uh, it was 27 games together yeah which that's so what absurd. 40 49 in in two seasons yeah and that's a team yeah. that finished number one in defense somehow that year that was a team remember they were like yes. these scrappy underdogs and yep. they were even picked against phoenix um and i think we you know went up in that series before ad went down but anyway uh but yeah like that's it's a crazy thing to think about so that's why when i think of this lebron extension i would like to have some way to just reduce his load a little bit like he should not need to score 56 to beat the warriors although i mean maybe he does still need to score 56 to beat the warriors but you know to score like 55 points i think to beat the wizards last season like i would like yeah. some of those you know some of his wear and tear drop down um and anthony davis is the main way to do that unless uh, kendrick nunn can take ball handling responsibilities uh you know like taylor horton tucker becomes you know a, a viable ball handler like those are stuff that i think well, taylor horton tucker is a viable ball handler he's okay at it he just yeah. he just doesn't work on a team with lebron and russ because then well, those no. two guys are going to be the ones dribbling and then and then taylor doesn't have much else to do offensively yeah, I'm. This is for another day, but I would like to see some. I don't know if we have the capacity for it, Aaron, but I would love some like Talon AD one five space. You know, like let Talon cook. Is that the right? Like let him like work. Uh, I mean, that with... is a word for it. Yes, <laughs> that's a little. I, who, that's but who are the other? Who are the other three guys? That's this is, that's this, the issue. This is the problem. This is the problem. That's who are the, the other issue. three guys? Hundred percent. I don't know. Austin Reeves. Uh, I mean, Brown Austin Jr., Reeves. Uh, Alex did put a. Alex did write a good piece for Silver Screen and Roll about yeah. Reeves shooting. Right. Um, but the raw numbers aren't good yet. No, but his form looks like I believe in the form. I look at the form and I and I believe in it. Um, Troy Brown Jr. If he can give any, like that's the kind of offense. That's kind of like lineups I'm looking at. You're telling you're telling, you're telling us there's a good team in there somewhere. There's a good <laughs> offense in there somewhere. There's a good Talon Horton Tucker built team uh, in there, I guess. But uh, well, no, I'm not, no, 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 there isn't. No, there's a, there not. might be the, I, a good. I'm team? just saying good. No. Is there a good? Oh, not good, good team. Sorry. Is there a good lineup for six minutes a game? Maybe. Okay. Yeah. I I just think like Talon can't be. Taylor can't be like a non-rotation player on this team, right? Like the way it's I'm going currently constructed, obviously yeah. trades or whatever. But on this team, Taylor Tucker is like the fourth or highest, fourth or fifth highest paid player, whatever it is. Like he, he needs is, to be. He is fourth, yeah. 
yeah, so he needs to be at least a contributor. He doesn't have to be a star. He doesn't have to, you know, average you'd 15. Uh, you know, but he doesn't have to be like a, a star. But like he has to he has to contribute in some way. Um, so I guess that's a lot on Taylor Horn Tucker on a LeBron extension day, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll close give out. Clo- this. Wait, wait, give me give me your closing five right now. Oh, man, that is that's so tough. Uh, obviously, uh, LeBron, AD, Reeves. Probably none. Lonnie Walker, I guess, like that. Like, okay. I don't, okay. like I, that's my closing right now. We'll see what the, when the team goes. Uh, hopefully, okay. that's not the team, though, Aaron. Like in a few weeks. <laughs> I did say right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hennessy, I guess, is delicious. Hennessy is delicious. That. Okay. Uh, let's close with this. Just a few minutes. Uh, Paul Gasol got. Uh, Paul Gasol is going to go in the Raptors. Uh, on mm-hmm. March seventh, two thousand twenty-three. Obviously, very deserved. Um, mm-hmm. two-time champion with the Lakers. You know, changed the whole. Uh, second part of the Kobe Bryant title era. Uh, what do you think about like what you first thoughts on that? Uh, just on Pau Gasol finally, uh, finally get his numbers up, yeah. get his number um, up. Raptors. I think as you mentioned, it is well deserved. Um, and I think it's kind of been a long time coming. I know fans have really kind of been been looking for it. Um, and I was struck today, and I hadn't I hadn't seen these clips before, but there was a clips going around uh, on social media, Twitter, and Instagram, and whatever about um, how much it meant to Kobe for Pau to yeah. get. And he said, you know, he's gonna get he's gonna get his number up there, and either it's going to be or I want it next to mine. You know, we're not winning those championships without him, and you know, I'm gonna be there in the front row. Um, you know, when he's giving his speech, so. You know, there's not a better endorsement. You're not going to get a better endorsement than that. And of course, you know, everybody, all the powers that be with the Lakers mm-hmm. are aware of of that also. Um, and I mean, he still has a good relationship with the team. And, you know, obviously he's still very close yeah. um, with with Kobe's kids and, and Vanessa. So, yeah, I think it's just like, it's like just it's right it's time and it's correct and you know it's the memphis game which is which is <laughs> which is good too so yeah i just yeah i think this is like you know one of these moments where the timing is right and it's all coming together and, and it's and it's well deserved and i know it matters to him yeah and, and the quote uh from uh rosh Marquez, i'll just read the quote from uh, kobe when power retires he'll have his number in the raptors next to mine the reality the reality is i don't win these championships without pow the city of la doesn't have those championships without pow gasol we know that everyone knows that. Um, so when I was, I fall, I started following like basketball. Really, this gonna kind of age me, but like freshman year of high school was when Powell got traded uh, a couple years ago. Lake. <laughs> 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 freshman year of high school, Powell got traded, and I wasn't really following the rest of the league. But I remember just watching. Everyone's like, "Oh, this is an incredible trade." And then you just watch that first game and uh, the connection him and Kobe had. Yeah just kind of lived on forever they played i believe the brooklyn nets kobe i think scored like four or five points or something were they in brooklyn then i don't think they were they were in brooklyn yet right new jersey new jersey Nets. yes Um, they're playing the nets and uh powell had it powell was incredible kobe had like four or five points i remember they interviewed him after how does it feel to be able to score like so little and still win and he was like it's incredible powell fit right away and uh, you could just see he did yeah i I think there's a fair obviously yeah there was that there was that bond or is that bond still i think it's fair to not like give Powell full credit, but give Powell a lot of credit for Kobe remaining with the Lakers, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because he was basically had demanded a trade and Dr. Buss said, we're not trading you, but Kobe was dissatisfied with the team and the direction of the team and mm-hmm. basically said, you better fucking do something here. <laughs> and 
the Lakers did something. And yeah, you, you mentioned it. There was that immediate uh, on-court connection. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, we forget because uh, I, I was like very into it. Once once I got once Powell got traded, I was, I followed super closely. And I remember like the end of the years, um, it was tough on Powell because uh, he gets like the second, you know, the second star syndrome to me where like, you know, the mm-hmm. first star, LeBron, Kobe, they're infallible, right? To stand to infallible to start to fans, right? Like they have they're not going to make Correct. a mistake. If you win, it's if you win, it's because they won. If you lose, right. it's all the other guys fault. Right. And, yes. you know, I think AD gets some of this. And obviously, I remember when Powell got a lot of this as well, especially the 08 finals. And he redeemed himself and resurged um, as a, you know, as a as a Laker great. But uh, it's just cool to see that he'll get his number retired. And uh, I've never met Powell, but everything I've heard, he's one of the most incredible human beings. He's a good dude. To, yeah, he's a really uh, good dude. Yeah, incredible human beings to uh, to come and talk talk with uh, a genius as well. Both of all the really all the Gasol brothers are, but uh, in medicine and stuff like that. So I'm happy for Powell. Uh, March 7th, uh, he will get his uh, jersey retired. Um, yeah. Anything else on on Powell or LeBron, my guy? No, no I think I think we're good. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, Aaron, I appreciate you uh, hopping on for a little bit. Um, and I appreciate everyone listening. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the Silver Screen and Roll Podcast Network. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Get, 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 get